Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Good morning. It's a hocus pocus morning. Are you ready for chapter seven, Peyton? High five. High five. She doesn't want to high five me, you guys. That's all right. I can live with that. All right. Let's get on to chapter seven. Okay. Let me get my bearings going. Okay. Chapter seven. Winifred and Mary sat across the aisle from each other in the back of the bus, ignoring their sister's Sarah's shenanigans. Outside, creatures milled about, going from house to house in the strangest clothes. Mary leapt to her feet. Stop, she yelled. The bus, the bus screeched to a halt and everyone turned to her. I smell children, she said, grinning. Or maybe she said, I smell children. Marvelous, Winifred said, standing as well. Sarah hopped off of the driver's lap and hurried towards them. Hey, Cupcake, the driver said, grabbing her arm. Don't I get your phone number, your area code? Do you want my route schedule? Sarah simpered. Oh, she said, batting a, batting a hand as if suddenly shy. Thou was, wouldst hate me in the morning. No, I wouldn't, he insisted. Winifred gathered up her satin skirts and hurried to Sarah's side. Oh, believe me, she said to the man, thou wouldst. She extracted Sarah's arm from his grip and gave him a warning look. Party pooper, he grumbled. Winifred turned up her nose at him and led the sisters off the bus. Ahead of them stood a small house whose yard bellowed with crimson smoke. Pitchforks jutted out of the soil. What is this, sisters? Winifred asked, eyeing the short figure in a plush turtle body. It waved and scuttled off. In fact, creatures wove past the sisters from all directions, ducking and dodging, giggling as they crossed the road. They were unlike any of the creatures Winifred had ever seen during her 300 years in hell. But then again, her own circle of reference had been somewhat limited rather and rather monstrous. Simply ghouls and goblins served as a waitstaff in Lord Satan's palace, and the Sandersons had never received an invitation. Instead, they'd whiled away their hours while with the likes of these chupacabras and bunny yips and terror beast and towering black caped man who never showed his face Ooh, look at the picture Peyton Peyton look look are you gonna she does not see it she's not rolled on her side that's okay all right what are those asked Mary clutching Winifred's sleeve she jumped at the sight of a small white figure with a tooth rounded head with the letters N-A-S-A tattooed over its heart What's that? Um, Winifred said. She tried to get a better look at the faces of the quick-moving fiends. Hobgoblins, she said decisively. Miniature angels glided over and curtsied, gold wings bobbing. Bless you, she said sweetly. The sisters shrieked and shrank back as she dashed away. Enough, Winifred said, catching her breath. Minnie trembled. Mary trembled as she looked around. Oh, sister, she fussed. I'm very confused. I smell children, but I don't see children. She gave them a plaintive cry. I've lost my powers. Enough, enough, Winifred repeated, slapping gently her, slapping her gently on each side of the face. Sorry, Mary said with a sniffle. We are witches, Winifred said. We are evil. What would mother say if she could see us like this? 
the three witches lifted their brooms towards the eastern sky and said in unison, Mother. A sharp, high laugh broke through the night. The witches turned and saw an old man in clad in red and white hair settled in wisps above his ears. Master, they cried. One by one, the sisters deposited their brooms by, at his gate and propel, pr- propping the handles against the slats of the pristine white fence and hurried over, bowing and scraping at his doorstep. What kind of costumes are these? the man asked. The witches bowed deeply, arms extended. Even in hell, they'd only seen the Lord Satan from afar when he passed through on a black chariot to survey his domain. The Sanderson sisters, right? he asked. The sisters simpered and clapped. At your service, Winifred said. Haven't haven't seen you for centuries, said Satan, which made Winifred blush because she couldn't she hadn't thought he would even remember their remember their first and hair here to their only meeting when she pledged herself to uh, to the sisterhood of red witches and received her spell book why don't you come in he asked waving them through the door they assembled in the main room of the house which was surprisingly homey and cluttered i want you to meet the little woman satan's told the sandersons he has a little woman winifred whispered to mary sounds tasty The man leaned over a plush chair to speak to the woman whose face was hidden by the table lantern. Petunia face. What? she snapped. We have company. I don't care. She sat up and the Sandersons gasped at the colorful twist wrapped around her curls. Sisters, Mary whispered, Satan has married a Medusa. See the snakes in her hair? The woman snarled at the sisters who stepped back, fearful of waking her snakes. My three favorite witches. Aren't you broads a little old to be trick-or-treating, asked Medusa. We'll be younger in the morning, Winifred told her. The woman snorted. Yeah, sure, she said. Me too. She left her drink on a nearby table and retreated up the staircase. Winifred wandered to another room and let out a delighted sound when she'd found Satan's torture devices, wooden mallets and knives arranged along a metal strip for ease of access. There were two circles of fire as well, one one boiling pot of water and another that seemed to be cooking sugared mud. Winifred returned to the main part of the house just as Satan's wife came back down the stairs. They both laid eyes on Sarah, who was dancing slowly with the devil. Master, she said softly. With with that, the woman of the house made the lights brighter and stormed into this down the stairs. Okay, what is this? She said. Party's over. Sarah broke away from her dance, and Mary sat up qu- quickly from the comfortable chair where she'd been experimenting with the box that the woman had been observing. It seemed to transport the watcher to another world. In the box, a small dog had scuttled across the polished wooden floor, and Mary had laughed and shouted, ducking and turning her own body to help it avoid obstacles. Get out of my house, said the woman. Pudding face, her husband pleaded, approaching her. Shove it, Satan, she snapped. Oh, Sarah said seriously, thou should not speak to master in such a manner. They call me master, the man said, pleased. Wait till you see what I'm going to call you, said his wife. She threw some brightly colored bags at the sisters. Take your Clark bars and get out of my house. Winifred stopped forward, putting herself between the sisters and the pale, tired-looking woman. Make us, she said. Honey bunch. Ralph, the woman said sharply. Sick em. A small, furry demon leapt, onto, leapt up and chased the sisters from the house. The demon had stopped at the doorstep trotted and trotted back inside. The sisters ran the rest of the way 
to the road where they paused to catch their breaths. My broom, Sarah cried. My broom, echoed Mary. My broom, Winifred huffed, purloined curses. They stared, they startled, oh, they started down the road on foot. Sisters, look, said Mary, holding up a candy bar that she'd taken from the house. Tis the chocolate-covered finger of a man named Clark. She bit into it. Mmm, ew, she spat it out. It's candy, she said, aghast. Why would the master give us candy? Because he's not our master, Winifred said sharply. He isn't? And these aren't hobgoblins, Winifred said. She tore the mask off of a passing creature, revealing the startled face of a small blonde boy. See, she said, gesturing. Cool it, man, cried the boy. Mary touched his arm. A child, she thought hungrily. The boy hit her with a bulging fabric sack. Weirdos, he shouted as he ran away. Weirdos, said Sarah. Sisters, said Winifred. All Hallow's Eve has become a night of frolic, where children wear costumes and run amok. Amok, chorused Sarah. Amok, 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 amok. Winifred elbowed her in the stomach, and she doubled over, clutching her abdomen. Oh, Winnie, pleaded Mary, just one child. We haven't the time, sister, Winifred said. We must find my book. Then thou may have as many children as as thou desires. Mary hummed, boiled and toasted and sautéed and roasted. Yes, yes, Winifred interrupted, knitting her fingers together eagerly. But first, the book.